Today's episode of the Her True Strength podcast is for the active, faith-driven woman who has ever looked in the mirror, tried on a pair of jeans, and told yourself, I really need to lean out. For the person who has ever felt frustrated by how your body feels, but wrestles with the thought of, How am I loving my body while trying to change it? If you found yourself in the messy middle of trying to change your body and love it at the same time, you know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but sometimes you wrestle to feel that way and you want to know that you're doing it right from an approach that honors the Lord, where you can love your body and lose weight at the same time. Tune in for today's special episode because you'll get answers to these questions and more. Hi, I'm Laura Lindahl, and with over 10 years of training and coaching experience in the fitness industry, I've discovered how to build a body that I love without body shame, self-judgment, or burnout. And this is not your average fitness podcast that shows you how to apply the biblical principles of the gospel to your fitness journey to create lasting confidence and joy that impacts the kingdom in a body that you absolutely love. This is the Her True Strength Podcast. Hello, and thank you guys so much for tuning into the Her True Strength Podcast. Your host, Laura Lindahl, here I am. And as an update, I had a few people post about it, so I was super thankful for the questions that were asked. People asked, how's the TV timeout going? It's going great. I have had a lot more time in the evenings because we have not been watching our hit show, Boy Meets World. We have taken a pause. If you haven't heard, our TV is in timeout until the end of the year. And my husband and I are using that time to be intentional, to read more, to go for walks and do things where we are able to rest. And because of that, I've noticed a lot more creativity that has flowed, which is very, very cool. Going to bed earlier does a wonderful thing for your brain where you can start to actually have creative thoughts. Who would have guessed it? One of those creative thoughts that I've really enjoyed is this thought where I find a lot of my clients where they struggle with this thought of how do I approach fat loss from a place where I know that I'm honoring the Lord and still respecting my body. I think a lot of us find ourselves in that messy middle in that gray zone where we struggle with understanding how to approach some aspects of the world where we can try to improve our health, where we can try to improve our body composition or lose fat and still honor our God-given body and not approach it from the same way that the world does, right? Because the world will tell you, do it for you because you alone are worthy just because of who you are, which is kind of true, but as believers, we can also reckon with the fact that our body is made in the image of God. And because that our body is made in the image of God, it has inherent value. Outside of that, we also know that we are broken and we are in need of the Holy Spirit to change our heart. And that is exactly what this episode is about. How can we integrate the power of the Holy Spirit into our lifestyle changes so that we can go to and go through, say, a fat loss phase, where we are trying to change our body and love it at the same time. So if you have ever wrestled with that thought, if you've ever kind of found yourself in the messy middle of, should I go through a fat loss phase? I'm supposed to be loving my body. I'm supposed to be fearfully and wonderfully made. How do I do this? Then this episode is for you. Because specifically when it comes to losing weight, something happens to a lot of women when we attempt this. Something starts to feel like a do or die. We start to get really judgmental. We start to doubt ourselves. We tell ourselves, maybe if I don't reach my goals fast, 
fast enough, then we start to feel shame, frustration, or maybe even hopelessness. And here's how I know. Before starting my body image healing journey, I would go through a fat loss phase and suddenly my body would go from being an afterthought to the only thing I could think about. How did I look in my clothes? Could people tell I was losing weight? What would they say if if they knew I was going up a size or down a size? All these thoughts popped up and began layering anxiety on top of what already felt like heavy judgment. And I was nervous on the inside. And every time I stepped on the scale, I would feel like the world was about to crash. (laughs) If it went up, it was going to be a good day. And if it went down, it was going to be a bad day. Maybe you know the feeling. Like many of you guys, I could quote Psalm 139 that 14 that tells me I was fearfully and wonderfully made, but the inside, I, I felt unacceptable. I felt that unless I lost the fat, I was not being a quote-unquote good Christian. I was not being a quote-unquote good steward, and I felt extremely guilty, and my body felt unacceptable the way that it was. So the question of the day is, is it wrong for us as believers to desire fat loss, to want to change our body. There is two camps out there. Technically, there's three because we lie in the middle and I like to say that we can make our own camp wherever we are, but there's two camps out there. There is the camp of body positivity that tells you you should love your body no matter what. Your body is to be celebrated. And I think with that body positivity comes a lot of positive things. We have the fact that our body is great. It is amazing. It is miraculous. And I think that those are all things to be celebrated. However, the downfall of that camp is it tends to celebrate the creation rather than the creator. We celebrate our body rather than celebrating the maker of that body. I hope that makes sense. On the other side of the spectrum, we have this realm of body shame. And if you have been raised in the church, maybe you were raised with a mentality that your body is something to be covered up, that it is something to be just kind of not thought of, not talked about, not really celebrated. And we can kind of create this, there's something wrong with my body. I need to cover it up. I need to hide it, or I need to just not talk about it at all. And that camp can really get us to a place of a lot of hidden shame where we feel like there's something wrong with our body. And we feel like all we need to do and know about our body is that it is something to be covered up. This kind of comes from a lot of like purity culture backgrounds and things that can create a lot of just shame and kind of icky feelings around our body rather than a place of acceptance. So if you're curious where I lie, I lie in the messy middle. And that is body neutrality, where we understand that our body is important. We understand that our body is fearfully and wonderfully made. But to be honest, it's the least valuable thing about you. It's the least important thing about you. It's the least interesting thing about you. Because while your body holds inherent value, you have been made in the image of God. You have been fearfully and wonderfully designed. Your body shape, size, color reflects the creativity of the creator. And your personality is given wonderful, fun things that you can contribute to this world. Between the two of those, your body and your personality, your unique gifts and talents, which do you think could make more of an impact to the kingdom? It is our personality. It is our talents, the unique gifts and things that we have been given to make an impact with the people around us. And so this is how we approach this conversation, understanding that we're approaching this from a place where our body is is important, but it is not the most important thing about you. And with that is where the big fat I 
lies. When a lot of us approach fat loss, what tends to happen is we place ourselves at the center of our universe. Something happens where we and our body become the most important thing. We take Christ out of the center and we put our desires and our image at the center. And when I say the big fat I, I mean idol. (laughs) You see, when we pursue fat loss from a place of pleasing others, gaining their acceptance, or even fighting to accept ourselves, we misplace the rightful ruler of our hearts. What we are doing in that moment, we we are saying that God, your judgment of me and the reconciliation that I have with you, the acceptance that I have with you that I've gained through the redemption of Jesus Christ is not enough. I need to find acceptance. I need to find redemption through something else. And most often that is through improving our image. And when we make this mistake without knowing it, we put ourselves in a place of judgment that is greater than the creator of the universe, right? His placeholder of judgment is a seat that only a perfect God can fill. Because when we take a seat on that throne, we make terrible gods. We judge ourselves, we judge other people, and we create a culture that is just full of anxiety within our own mind. And it is not a pleasant place. We start to think more and more about ourselves and less and less about other people. And I don't know about you, but the more I think about myself, the less happy I am. The more I realize I'm kind of messed up and I kind of need a lot of grace. And that is where we find ourselves when it comes to fat loss. So the mistake that we make when it comes to fat loss is placing a conditional acceptance on our body. We say, once it is this weight, once it is this shape, this size, this build, this tone, you insert the qualification you've put on your body, then I can love my body and then I can respect it. So we push a conditional acceptance on our body. When we are on that judgment throne, we say, I will deem my body acceptable when it is this shape or size. Now, if you are married and tuning in, let me ask you something. Do you love your husband? (laughs) The correct answer here is yes. Do you respect your husband? Also, the correct answer is yes. Do you love and respect your husband even though... He doesn't always load the dishwasher perfectly, even when he doesn't wipe down the mirrors with the same care and precision that you do. Yes, of course we do, right? Like we still love them. Them not performing the way that we want to does not change our level of respect and our level of love for them. Listen, your body will not always look the way that you want it to. You need to normalize that. It's not going to lose fat, build muscle, or gain mobility in the timeline that you want, particularly with how much our expectations have been skewed with fitness advertisements. Am I right? Like the quick fix, 30 day, three weeks, 75 hard, you name it. The timeline that we've put on things is very unrealistic for the human body. But the reality is our body still deserves respect. Because we are made in the image of a perfect and holy God, our body deserves respect in the same way you will choose to respect your husband, even though he does not do the dishes the way you'd like. You still choose to respect him. Your body, because it was made with the image of a perfect and holy God, deserves respect. That image cannot be removed. It cannot be changed. It is stuck on you. You cannot help but bring God glory just by existing. No matter how much fat you lose, muscle you gain, your body's appearance should never cause you to lose respect and love for your 
body. And if it has, if you've found yourself feeling guilty, maybe you didn't realize it, but you have kicked God off the throne of the ultimate judge in your life. And you've come to a place perhaps where you have not been respecting your body. Maybe you have felt like you need to punish yourself for overindulging on the weekend and you found yourself skipping meals during the week or getting in a few extra miles or workouts, even when your body is telling you that you need rest. Maybe you've been feeling unacceptable and you've been feeling the heaviness of that binge cycle that can ensue. Often we starve ourselves Monday through Friday to binge on the weekend. And to be honest, from a physiological perspective, that's really hard for your body to normalize. You are kicking it when it is down. The upswing and downswing of calorie intake makes it incredibly hard for your body to lose fat or build muscle if that is your goal. When it's constantly held in that state of shock, running from super high to super low. Here's an example. Plants don't grow in a drought, but they also don't grow in a monsoon. It is the slow and steady rain and regular exposure to the sun that aids their growth. Our body works the same way. Instead, what happens often, our fear of gaining weight, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We don't lose the weight and keep it off because we're constantly shocking our body and putting it under more stress. Then we feel less proud of ourselves and we keep kicking our body when it's down by cutting calories lower or trying to drive up step counts or exercise sessions until there's no more light in the day. And listen, I don't want that for you or your body. It is a place that I've been in before and I can tell you that it sucks. It's exhausting and it feels like a constant cycle of drain. So how can we take biblical principles of acceptance, of redemption, of this inherent respect and still reach our goal of losing fat? Well, here's a helpful analogy I like to use when clients when it comes to fat loss. If you have been chopping down a tree for days, what are you left with? A stump. In the same way, if you have been eating less, eating insufficient calories, inadequate calories for your body, and over-exercising for years, and it's not working for you, then chances are you are down to the stump. You have been chopping down the tree that is your metabolism for years, and the fuel that drives your body's metabolism is used up. There's no more wood to put on the fire, and that is why you're not seeing the results, because there has been a perpetual cycle or maybe years and years of trying to be less trying to weigh less. And from a physiological perspective, all of the glucose, which is our body's stored energy that is stored up in our muscles is gone from an insufficient diet. And our muscles can't work like they need to, to help our body burn more calories and have more energy to train effectively. We're not building muscle and we're not losing fat, which is a very, very frustrating place to be at. How do we get out of this? You need to stop the cycle. You need to stop chopping down the tree for a season and let it grow. For my true strength accountability clients, I call this resting the land. It is a principle that we find in Leviticus where the children of Israel are commanded by the Lord to rest the land every seven years to allow the soil to regain its nutrients and prepare for a new season. How great is our God that he knows and can give us an example from nature what our body needs. It doesn't need a certain amount of crops to perform high enough or to reach a growth level to have the year of rest. No requirement. It is just that because God said so. There's no planting, no toiling, just resting the land because God knows best. He created our body. He created this earth. He knows how things function. In the same way, if you have been dieting and practicing the pattern of conditional acceptance over your body, can I just give you permission? 
permission to rest the land. Take a break from trying to lose weight. Take a break from trying to do all of the cardio you can to trying to cut back on carbohydrates, cut back on fats, and just go through a season where you are trying to find gratitude in your body, where you're trying to gain strength to improve your energy and just give yourself a certain amount of time, say a container of three months to focus on that. Let me ask you, if you will continue to do what you've been doing, is it working? And what do you have to lose by trying something different? At the end of the three months, I can literally all but guarantee you that you'll be more joyful, you'll be more confident, and you'll be more focused for more effective fat loss on the other side of it. Because you've taken a break, you've stopped the rhythm of shaming your body, you've stopped the rhythm of inadequacy of calories or over-exercising or overreaching. So that is the first practice I'd recommend for you is to just take a break and get out of the cycle. Take three months, change your goal, fuel your body, focus on eating three full meals a day, focus on trying to build muscle, focus on trying to find gratitude in your body and practice that instead of trying to lose weight. Next practice to help you bridge that gap between what you know and what you think to do as we approach fat loss is this. If you are only ever praising your body on days when it looks like how you want it to, for example, you look in the mirror, maybe you skipped a meal the other day, maybe you are starving or maybe it's just first thing in the morning and you see like an ab cut or you see less fat and you praise your body for that. Your brain is rehearsed to only think positive when it sees those things. And as a result, we overlook the hundreds of other amazing things your body is doing for you on a daily basis that are all amazing opportunities to worship the Lord. So we have programmed our body to seek small. We have programmed our body to seek out ways to shrink and to notice those things instead of training our mind to notice things that are getting stronger, to notice our energy getting better. Did your arms just help you to pick up a heavy baby? Be thankful. Praise the Lord for that. Did your core just help you to get your first pull-up? Get excited about it. Did your legs and feet just help you to go for a relaxing walk with your husband? I want you to thank them. Now, I know it might sound weird, but out loud, in front of the mirror, I want you to give your, your legs, give your arms, give your core a nice little pat on the back, and I want you to let them know that they are doing a good thing for you and to praise the Lord for that. Give that to the Lord and just thank him. Say, God, thank you for giving me legs that work. Thank you for giving me a strong core that supports me. Thank you for giving me a brain that allows me to think clearly. And I want you to begin collecting these positive thoughts about your body and to say it out loud so that you can hear it and start to notice more of the good that your body is already doing. I hope that that makes sense. The final practice if you have not already done it, is to give this struggle to the Lord. If you've been holding off for giving these worries about your body to the Lord, why? Why are we withholding this from God when he already knows the struggle that you're facing? He wants to be in the throes of the struggle with you. The Holy Spirit has the power to be your comforter right now, but we have to surrender. We have to come to a place where we can say, God, I need you and I need you to help change my mind about the way I'm thinking about this body you've been giving me. So if you're feeling guilty, give it to God. If you're feeling lazy, give it to God. Feeling like you're not enough, give it to God. And I don't just mean give it to God and everything will be fine. 
I mean, give your ugly emotions to God. Feeling unsatisfied, feeling angry, let God in on that. He wants to hear you. He wants to know. And only when we get real with those emotions can we start to heal from them. When we are commanded to cast our cares, it includes the cares that we have about our body. We need to surrender the fear. We need to repent of sin if need be and ask the Holy Spirit to be your comforter and to bring to mind the wonderful new identity that you have in Christ. Remind yourself, there is no condemnation. Jesus is your high priest and he goes before you to the Father and because of that, you're blameless. So there you have it. These are three really practical practices <laughs> that can help you love your body even in the midst of trying to change it. It is changing our mind instead of changing our body and recognizing that when we change our hearts, when we put Christ back in the center, we can approach changing our body rather than changing it for the acceptance. We can change it from the acceptance that we have had in Christ, knowing that if it doesn't meet our timeline, if it doesn't meet our standards of change, we can still choose to respect it. We can still choose to love it by taking a break, resting the land, practicing body gratitude out loud and beginning to allow our mind to notice things where we have positive changes, not in how we look, but how we function. And then finally, surrendering those things to the Lord in prayer and asking him to join you on the journey. Now I've had a few followers on Instagram reach out and ask about how to lose weight either with macronutrients or with training. And I get it. That's honestly what inspired this episode is how can I help women to do this from a place that honors the Lord? And I get it. Life is messy and sometimes our body just doesn't get the respect it deserves for a season. And you don't have to go it alone on the journey to rest the land and lose fat. If you're ready to do that in a way that honors the Lord and loves your body with a coach in your corner, I am taking on just two, just two dose, two new true strength accountability clients in the month of November. So if you are at all interested, head on over to my website at truestrengthcollective.com and tap the book a discovery call button. Mention that you heard this podcast in the interview questions and you'll get 15% off your first month of coaching. Now, if you are not ready to take action on this quite Yet, I hope that this podcast made room for hope in redemption. I hope that it normalized some struggles or pointed you towards respecting your God-given body just a little bit more. The take-home message is this. You can love your body because it bears the mark of a lovable God, even while you work to improve your health. Choose to respect it on a daily basis. See the goal not as acceptance, but as an assurance that you are stewarding the body that you have been given. And with that, my friends, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura.